Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. This week, we're going to study a little bit more about emotional intelligence. But before that, what I'd like to do is read something that I found in a book, Encouraging Verses of the Bible for Mothers. This one is entitled Perfect Love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. That's 1 John 4, 9. This short verse packs quite an enormous amount of significance. God has always been there to guide us. Even when we didn't know he was doing it, he continues to assist us in ways we may never realize, all because of his love for us. And as we know, he sent his only son to this world to offer us his salvation. Many things about God are quite a mystery. We could never begin to understand the way in which he works and thinks. If there is anything at all that we can understand for sure, we can know that he loves us. For that, we love him. There is nothing we could ever do to make God stop loving us, because certainly we did nothing to make him start. God is concerned about everything we do. He celebrates our victories and cries with us during our difficult times. As we see in 1 John 4, 9, God proved his love for us long before we were ever born. How could we not love such a God who first loved us so much? Did you notice when I said that God celebrates our victories? And he cries with us during our difficult times. So I think that's a great lead in to emotional intelligence. Our emotions are God given and he has given us the capacity to connect our inner and outer world by experiencing our world and responding to those experiences. Our emotional capacity includes the ability to internally experience and respond to a full range of both positive, which are pleasant, and negative or painful inner feelings. And remember last week, we said no matter what we're doing, we are experiencing some type of emotion. God designed us as emotional beings. Now, that doesn't mean that we're only or primarily emotional beings. And it does not mean that our emotions are meant to control us. Instead, God designed us so that our emotions submit to and respond to our beliefs and our convictions. And He designed us so that we can control our emotions and we can teach our children how to control 
their emotions. Let's break down emotional intelligence. Remember, once again, last week, I gave the definition of emotional intelligence. And that is your ability or your child's ability, let's speak in terms of your child, to recognize and understand his or her emotion and his ability to use this awareness to manage their behavior and their relationships. It affects how your child will manage behavior and navigate social complexities and how he or she will make personal decisions. So, in other words, emotions can either help or hurt your child. And once again, regardless of what your child is doing, whether he's playing alone by himself or or reading or watching a butterfly or running and playing with friends, he is subject to a constant stream of emotions. Now, it's easy to forget that your child has emotional reactions to almost everything when it happens, in his, when things happen in his life. And just like our own emotions have various intensities, high, medium, and low, so does your child. Your children will experience high-intensity emotions, medium, or low-intensity emotions. So, Since emotional intelligence is flexible, and since it accounts for 58% of one's performance in all jobs, it stands to reason then that we as parents would want to help our child learn how to enhance their emotional intelligence. There are four emotional intelligence skills that pair up under two primary competencies. There's a personal competency, and that's made up of self-awareness and self-management skills. And then there are social competencies, which are social awareness and relationship management. So it stands to reason then that the personal competencies would involve those things that the child is aware of his personal being, and the social competencies would be those skills that are needed to help him or her in various relationships. Personal competence, then, is the child's ability to stay aware of his or her emotions and the ability to manage behavior and various tendencies. Whereas social competence is the child's ability to understand other people's moods, behaviors, and motives in order to improve the quality of his or her relationships with other people. As parents, we have the responsibility for encouraging our child to develop his emotional intelligence, just as we have the responsibility to help them with academic intelligence. Emotional intelligence, as I mentioned, is defined as a person's ability to express and manage feelings appropriately while respecting the feelings of others. It's a set of skills that children can begin to learn at at any age. You can all but imagine some of the benefits of emotional intelligence. But let's just take a look at a couple of them. 
Emotional intelligence provides a variety of benefits that will serve your child throughout his or her entire life. Emotional intelligence skills help them, needless to say, to better their relationships with others. They manage conflict better and they form deeper friendships and they form those friendships a lot easier. Interestingly enough, a a study, a 19-year study published in the American Journal of Public Health found that a child's social and emotional skills in kindergarten may predict lifelong success. Children who are able to share, cooperate, and follow directions at age five were more likely to obtain college degrees and to begin working full-time jobs by the age of 25. And needless to say, it also improves mental health. Individuals with higher levels of emotional emotional intelligence are less likely to experience depression and other mental illnesses. And that stands to reason because they're able to express themselves a lot better. And, of course, a child who can express themselves and how they are feeling are most likely, he or she is most likely to do well in difficult circumstances. And a child who can express their emotions in a healthy way is likely to maintain healthier relationships. Once again, maintain healthier relationships, more so than a child who screams or says mean things when they're angry. But the good news is all kids have the capacity to learn and develop a high level of emotional intelligence. Let's take a look at some ways that you can increase your child's emotional awareness. First of all, know what their physical state is. A child who is tired or who is hungry is certainly going to be less likely to be physically aware. And if you make them aware of the fact that when they're tired, when they're hungry, they're cranky, then that helps them later on to know that this is something that they need to be aware of. Talk about their emotions. To raise an emotionally intelligent kid, you need to talk about emotions, regardless of what they are. Talk about the happy emotions. When something exciting happens, let them know or say something like, oh, I bet you're really thrilled about seeing this movie today. I bet you're really excited about going to the pet shop. Likewise, don't be afraid to talk to them about when they're angry. If something happens and they're angry, just recognize the fact and say, I'm sure you're angry and I can understand that you're angry because someone did something to you or whatever the case may be, or I'm sure you're sad because your toy was broken help them recognize those various emotions. One thing that I've done, and this has been a lot of fun, I will, um, and I did it recently with our granddaughter, Neva. I had my 
a phone and we were clowning around taking pictures. So I said to her, not even thinking at the time that this is what was happening, but I said, okay, show me what type of face you would make or what you would look like when you're sad. And she gave me a sad face. I said, show me when, if you were frightened, what that face would look like. And she did that. Then I said, give me a surprise face. And she did that. So I think you get the picture. Help them recognize feelings that they're having and talk them through some of those. In that case, that was like a game we were playing. And it was great to see how she was able to to demonstrate each one of those emotions. And I'm sure you've probably had your preschooler come home with uh, pictures of smiley faces, and they would say, oh, I'm happy today, and the teacher would have helped them print out happy, or today was a sad day, or I was excited about. So I think you get the idea there. Help them and start at an early age to recognize those emotions and more importantly, help them realize that those emotions are okay. The important thing is they have to learn how to deal with those emotions. Also, let your child talk about their emotions and you should talk about your own emotions to your child. If something happens and you're upset, just let them know, you know, I'm really upset right now because of this, this, or that. Or, you know, I'm really excited because I got this new dress. But talk about your emotions. Hiding your emotions is not a sign of strength. And it takes away from the opportunity for you to build your child's emotional intelligence. So if you talk about your own emotions, you're teaching your child that emotions are a normal part of life. And remember, your child learns things from you. So when your child sees that or hears you say that you're angry about something and they see how you are handling your anger, that is, they will learn from that. You are modeling that behavior. So remember, talk about your own emotions and let your child see how you are handling your emotions. And oh, by the way, you should own your own emotions. Your child doesn't make you yell. Your yelling is your choice. Your yelling is the way you choose to react if and when you do yell. You are the one who chooses anger as a solution to whatever the situation is. Teaching your child that everyone is responsible for how they react to a situation is very important in the emotional intelligence process. Instead of telling your child, you made me angry, Tell your child, I was angry because. Now, if you have a two-year-old and they are in the middle of a terrible twos tantrum, you want to avoid emotional coaching at that time. In fact, if 
one of your older children decide that they're going to throw a, a tantrum, you don't want to do any emotional coaching. Attempting to boost your child's emotional regulation skills while she's having a meltdown just isn't going to work. If your child's having a moment, then you need to wait for that moment to pass. Then when she's calm, go to her and talk about what happened. Remember that it's best to teach kids about emotional regulation when you're both calm and relaxed. Another thing you would want to do is to teach your child to recognize the triggers or what makes him angry or anxious about something. Uh, What types of activities might be frustrating to him? And what is it that he doesn't like? So teach him to know and then to avoid those things. We talked earlier about being hungry or being tired and how that can can trigger some uh, acting out. And it's also helpful if you learn to identify your uh, the triggers that set your child off. This makes it easier to um, identify emotion-provoking situations before they get out of hand. And we all want to do that. And as always, we want to focus on appropriate behavior instead of misbehavior. And you want to encourage that appropriate behavior. Now, how do we know if our kids are developing emotional intelligence? Well, There are three of many potential examples. One, they'll express themselves. Even very quiet children will express their emotions in ways that are noticeable. While louder kids might be more verbal, more introverted children might sing, they might draw, or even write about how they are feeling. And sometimes these things happen so gradually that you may not even pick up on them right away. Also, they'll listen to others. For instance, you may have one child say, "Um, I have a big dog. And then the kid that she or she is talking to might just say something like, my dad is a policeman. They're saying something totally different from what the first child said. But as that emotional intelligence develops, the child, once again, might say, I have a big dog. Then the child will say, wow, what's his name? How big is he? What color is he? That shows that there's some emotional intelligence being developed. Another thing is that they self-regulate. By this, I mean the child may realize that he or she is getting upset, and you might see him maybe counting to 10, knowing that that's what he needs to do in order to calm down, or maybe removing himself from that situation. Or you might see him or her taking a deep breath to um, respond to whatever is happening to him or her. Remember, emotions are God-given. God loves us and he wants us to raise our children to love and honor him. He wants us to exercise those emotions that he has given us. 
and to teach our children how to exercise and use their emotions appropriately. And remember, God is concerned about everything we do, and he celebrates our victories and cries with us during our difficult times. Heavenly Father, help me to follow your example of perfect and unconditional love. May our children feel not only our love, but your love as you work in our hearts. Help us to teach them that even though we may disappoint them, you never will. Help us to teach our children and to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then... This is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose.